0: Welcome back to Path to Glory, the Warhammer Underworlds podcast that focuses on competitive gaming, player development, and community growth. This episode was made possible by our patrons, thanks to everyone who supports us. If you're interested in supporting the podcast monetarily, please check us out at patreon.com path to glory. If that's not possible, totally okay. We still appreciate the listen and the ratings. This is Iman Kusro, and as always, I'm joined by my primal co-host, Jonathan Davis. <laughs> Hello. How's How are good? you? Good. I, I am in fine spirits this afternoon. Uh, as you can see, rocking <laughs> the Chelsea gear. Oh. And Chelsea beat Real Madrid 2-0. So we're going to the finals. Uh, for my UK friends out there and listeners, yes, you can support a British team, despite the fact that you live in the United States. Because <laughs> over here, soccer is not competitive. In fact, it's not even called by the right name. So...
1: uh how did you pick that team do you have any uh
0: connections to that area i've got family in london okay and um my uncle he so he's like technically he's my cousin but he's only like five years younger than my dad so he's my i call him uncle yeah and my dad and him call each other they treat each other like cousins so he like grew up in england he grew up in london specifically and he's an arsenal fan and when i was a kid i was like a little i was a little shit honestly and so because he liked i was like what's the team that you hate the most and he'd say chelsea and i was like all right i'm a chelsea (laughs) fan and i was like i was like eight (laughs) or nine at the time yeah and then kind of stuck and despite the fact that i like red more which is arsenal's colors um like as i was growing up you would see players like you know um torres and michael bollock and all these players um, and I just was like, this is, this is really cool. And the team's very different now, but I do keep up with it. And I guess because I'm a Chelsea fan, my brothers are now Chelsea fans. <laughs> so, and they're more into it than I am. Like yeah. they'll wake up at like 3am to watch games and stuff <laughs> where I'm not that committed. Um, I guess they also have their own schedule. So that's probably why they can do it. But regardless, <laughs> yeah, big fan. Cool. Glad that they won, made some money along the way. So. Not too shabby. <laughs> Very nice. Uh,
1: how about you? Um, doing good. Not uh, not much since uh, we recorded the last one. So ready to get
0: into some universals. What yesterday? Yeah, I guess not much yeah. has happened. <laughs> okay. Well, um, as Jonathan has uh, inclined, we will be covering the universals that come with Headcracker's Mad Mob. Um, no news and no Patreon questions today. So we're going to just jump right into it. Keep in mind that um, you will, for our patrons, you will have an opportunity to win a free copy of Headcrackers Mad Mob. Uh, We are doing a contest. Essentially, you will have to submit a video of you and whomever else that you would like to include uh, giving us your best wah. Uh, Yeah. If you're not sure what that sounds like, you can check out yesterday's episode. I ended off with a (laughs) wah of my own. It's probably the best wah I've ever done. I listened back to it again when editing, and I was like, mm, "I'm impressed." So <laughs> you pretty much, uh, just yell the word "wog." That's true. That's, that's how it works. Yep. And if you want some uh, inspiration, you can look up uh, like Dawn of War, Warhammer 40k, Dawn of War. Great game. Yeah. Uh, at least the first one and all its <laughs> expansions, and you can watch some of those cutscenes and you can hear some wogs. So absolutely, we'll be deciding that by the 15th. So you got 10 <laughs> days to do it. Um, and the reason we're only doing half the month is because we've got another warband in the second half of the month, and we got to do a contest for them as well. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that is when they come out as
0: well. So, is Good it? I mean, there. I think.
1: I think. I think they should go up for pre-order on the eighth and release on the fifteenth.
0: Well, look at that. Quick maths. Alrighty, well, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, there are, I believe, thirty cards. So we'll start with the objectives as always. And uh, we will let you know what our th- what we think. So first up, feast and famine: a duel for two glory. Score this in the end phase if two or more enemy fighters are out of action, and two or more friendly fighters each have three or more hunger counters. What do you think?
1: Um. So with as with all the hunger cards, <laughs> this is basically only viable for vampires. Um, I don't think it's awful for them, but I think. It, Having three hunger counters on two fighters can be a little bit difficult, uh, but it may still be playable for them.
0: Yeah, I completely agree that it's 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 interesting to me that the best warband for this is the Crimson Court, and even they might not take it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so I think that, is
1: nice though. So
0: it is, and there are some really interesting hunger passive builds that you can take, mm-hmm. but the problem is that like they're passive; they're trying to avoid engagement. I guess you could run two fighters up. Try to do some damage, right. but the benefit of playing an aggressive vampiric warband is that you have multiple threats, and if two of those attack actions miss, or one of them miss, then this could be a uh, hard to score. I, I think it, it's doable, though. So yeah, I'm not going to. If it you're doing
1: off, like but. an aggro hunger build, there's something there, maybe. Um, I just I'm not sure if that's uh, how people are going to play them. So uh, nice to have the option, I guess.
0: Yeah yeah let's jump to the next one bleeding primacy surge hybrid for one glory score this immediately after an activation if your warband holds three or more objectives or your warband holds two or more objectives in enemy territory and you have the primacy token what do you think
1: yeah so this is an interesting one um i like it more than temporary victory (laughs) <laughs> um, hmm. I think three objectives and the first condition, I think three objectives for one glory, um, is pretty reasonable. Um, I like it better than hidden purpose. You know, it's harder to do there. Um, I think the secondary condition of having primacy and holding two an enemy territory is a lot harder. Um, cause and you have also have to the primacy. Um, but I think it's, it's a nice option to have, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if you'd take it in an aggressive warband, though.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to hold three nowadays, especially with all that flip tech running around, and we get some more flip tech in this expansion as well. Yeah. Um, like, Feed the Beast, Grave Hrothgorn just hard counters you. So, there's nothing yeah, really you can that's do. that's true. Um, so, that concept holds even more so, because on the second condition, if you're trying to get in enemy territory... Um, but even if you are, if you're a hold objective warband... I'm not sure. I I think you may have just messaged this. I'm not really sure, but you probably are trying to score underdog as well. So you're not most likely going to get primacy unless you could do like some proud runner shenanigans, but it's an interesting card. Um, I think like if mischievous spirits, you know, leaves the meta at some point um, and feed the beast grave gets toned down or leaves, then I think this is a little bit more viable, but for now I think it's a very okay card.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe if you were considering spending a restricted slot on temporary victory already, then maybe you take this instead because um, it's not restricted. Um, but you're right. that I think it's going to be a bit of a meta call.
0: Yeah. Well, the next card here is Lion Weight. It's a hybrid for two glory. Score this in the end phase if three or more friendly hunters hold objectives or two or more friendly fighters hold objectives and each is a quarry. I really, really like this one.
1: Yeah, um, I do too. What um, What do you think of the first condition? That seems kind of hard for me, to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's again the three or more. So it's essentially hold three with hunters. So like Grimwatch can probably do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Seraphon can do it. The Starblood Stalkers. I think. I think again, for comments made on fleeting primacy, um, and some conversations with people in the practice group, I just think like holding more than two is too difficult in this meta right now. Um the second condition though is is much stronger because you especially if you're playing Seraphon, you've got Autopodle, who is a quarry, <clears throat> innately. Mm-hmm. You can take cards like Cryptic Companion, um, Outrun Death, or like Hidden Presence. Mm-hmm. Um and this actually works really well with Cryptic Companion because it's essentially three glory if you can score this, right? So yeah. I think I think this is a really cool and I think you can see a lot of neat hunger cards coming in or sorry quarry cards coming into play in this set um which take the seraphon in my opinion a warband that is on the cusp of being great to another level
1: yeah i think that makes sense i think that it also um adds to the synergy that some people have already been doing with um uh, is it absolute stillness
0: exactly yeah
1: Uh, yeah 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 so that and cryptic and this together Mm -hmm. is even more synergy so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. very cool yeah. Cool. I think we'll probably see some of that, um, mainly focused on the quarry condition. So,
0: yeah, I really, I really, really like this card. Um, yeah, but just and, for stalkers.
1: The nice thing is that uh, this, you can have a charge token for this one. So,
0: so probably, correct. Yeah, probably about so wh- as difficult. <laughs> yeah, and an interesting thing is like this is probably really good for harrows as well. Um, yeah, because a whole be. two strategy.
1: I think it's going to depend on the upgrades that you want, but I think. Um, I think it's easier and easier to be a quarry nowadays and outrun death helps a lot too.
0: Cryptic companion, strength of terror, outrun death. Yeah. You know, like that. that's really good. So interesting. Okay. Well, let's go to the next one. Magic morsel surge duel for one glory. Score this immediately after a friendly fighters attack action that took an enemy fighter out of action. If the friendly fighter has one or more hunger counters and the enemy fighter is a wizard or has two or more upgrades. What do you think?
1: Um, I think this one's a little bit too difficult. Uh, even if we talk about the Crimson Court and we assume that you're just always going to have a hunger counter, which isn't actually the case, um, I still think a wizard or two or more upgrades is a little bit too hard. Um, so I think I would skip this one.
0: Yeah, I think if you really want to like tap into Crimson Court, scoring multiple surges off each attack, then this could be maybe something you can squeeze in. Um, yeah but because really there's, there are surges that give you a glory for killing an enemy fighter with two or more upgrades. Right. Right? So, but, but then again, that is objectively better than this card because this also ensures the hunger counter. So maybe you just take that instead.
1: I think I look at this one about as being about as difficult as killing an enemy leader. Um,
0: and that's still ignoring the first, first part of it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I just think it's a little bit too hard to do.
0: I think you're right. Okay. Mount moment of glory surge duel for one glory. Lots of surges in this set. Um, score this immediately after an activation. If there are three or more surviving friendly fighters and each surviving friendly fighter is inspired thoughts.
1: Um, this is a pretty interesting one. The first war band that this really sticks out for, um, to me is Gits because they all inspire together except for mm-hmm. snark. who you can just kind of inspire whenever you want. And usually you'll inspire him before everybody else. Anyway. Um, Although actually, I guess the, I guess the um, squigs don't inspire, but maybe they just die for me right away. <laughs> um, so it, it's kind of interesting because you want it to be a large warband that also inspires universally pretty easily. Um, so like you could play this with harrows because you're pretty good at inspiring, if, you know, you're aggressive, um, but you might not have three fighters all the time. Um, so I'm not really sure. It's it's interesting. Um, I'm just want, I am just. wonder who will end up uh, seeing use of it.
0: I'm thinking of Global Inspires right now. And I think, like, the spoilers might be a good candidate. Um, yeah. Grim- but Watch the problem with could.
1: them is that sometimes they don't inspire at all. You know? True,
0: true. Grimwatch, I think, is a good candidate. Mm, um, that's possible, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a... If you're start if you're if you're if you're hurting for surges, this could be a surge for you. If you're playing a warband with a global inspire, but even yeah. like the Seraphon, you need Clackrock inspires differently. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad for them. I think they're they're probably pretty good at it. Um, half the time he'll hit, and he'll if he doesn't hit in the first round, he'll probably hit in the second, or he'll just die, and then you should be able to inspire. Um, so it's a it's an interesting balance, I think. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the, you know, we've seen a lot of warbands with global inspires in the past, and I'm sure we'll see it some in the future. So, depending on what they have, that might this might be more or less viable.
0: Yeah. Right on. Okay. Um, next card is Myriad Incantations. It's one glory. Score this in the end phase if there are more gambit spells in your discard pile than each opponent's mm-hmm. discard pile.
1: Yeah. Um, right now, I think if you take spells at all and you want. Uh, a one glory end phase card i think this is a good one
0: yeah it's almost guaranteed if you're playing yeah. any sort of magic synergy
1: yeah as long as you have a spell card that you can play that round then you're good to go because most yes. likely your opponent's not going to have one
0: <laughs> i saw a comment so with someone describing this card and they just put laughs and curse breaker yeah and uh i think it's very apt description <laughs> um primal display is the next card to Surge Duel for one glory? Score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action if that attack action took the target out of action and you have the Primacy token.
1: Yeah, um, I think this is a pretty good one. Pretty good aggressive card. Um, we were just talking about the Orcs, and I think that it's pretty solid for them because uh, yeah. they're going to get Primacy more often. Um, and then anytime they do get a kill, they'll also get Primacy. Uh, for everybody else, if you one-shot somebody, you should score this automatically because you got the kill and now you have primacy um but if you have primacy already and you kill somebody regardless of how you kill them you'll get it too so it seems pretty solid
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think a lot of aggressive strategies like magora's crimson court mad mob crushes malog they like this card
1: yeah it's a lot like surge of aggression um if you're scoring it with attacks
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah right on yeah primal supremacy is the next one it's a duel for Mm -hmm. three glory score the this in the end phase if your warband holds three or more objectives and you have the primacy token they made a harder supremacy (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so the only reason you would play this if you is if you already have supremacy in your deck and you want to do it again (laughs) yeah um which could be cool in a certain meta i just don't think that's where we're at right now with things like feed the beast grave and Mischievous spirit and all the distractions and all that—it's it's just too hard to do. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Let's just jump to the next one. Um, show no fear. One glory. Score this in the end phase if each surviving friendly fighter is a quarry. Just play against Rothcorn. You're good. <laughs>
1: yeah, free against Rothcorn. Uh, otherwise, it's just a lot of effort to to mark everybody. I guess you could play hunting season, and I guess that would work, right?
0: Yeah, lie and wait also helps with the quarry. Yeah, you know, if you're playing against Frothcorn, you just hold two objectives and you're chilling. You get that's the two true. glory for Lionweight. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's something there, but <laughs> seems I think a little, I think I think if hard. you're gonna
0: want if you want to score Shono here, you got to take Hunting Season, hundred yeah, percent. I agree. And I don't think it's worth taking Hunting Season for one glory. But again, maybe if you combo with Lionweight and some other cards, maybe.
1: Yeah, if you have a quarry strategy happening where you're trying to get Absolute Stillness and Lionweight maybe you throw this in there as well um maybe but yeah it's weird because you'd also want to be a small band so that if you did need to do it manually you could but I don't know yeah
0: <laughs> it's interesting um last one is wasteland score this in the end phase if there are no objective tokens in one or more player territories speaking of feed the beast grave <laughs> yeah it's pretty solid for that strategy <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's a decent um, card that works towards that strategy. Yeah, um,
0: I'm not sure if you take it. Maybe you do. I think you uh, take it, like Feed the Beast Grave, Hothcorn, Maybe. Yeah, I think I think Seraphon are really good at playing uh, Feed the Beast Grave as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be something that is helping you continue to score for kind of doing the same thing over and over again. You're, you're probably right in that maybe there's some better options. Because this is just one glory, but I don't think it's... I think it's certainly something that can slot into that strategy.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think that sometimes if you don't have the... If you don't have enough objective removal in the first round, um, this might brick. And then I don't think you keep it. Um, yeah. But after the second round, it's probably easy enough to score. So.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay, well, that covers the objectives in the set. Um, a mixed bag, I think. But certainly, yeah. again the thing that the overarching theme of this expansion is that they're all kind of doable (laughs) except maybe feast and famine, but again, it's still kind of doable. So, uh, Jonathan, do you have a favorite of the set? Um, I would say the one I'm going to use
1: first is probably fleeting primacy. Um, I think I'll be playing that one in a few decks probably.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's
1: too hard to get to three every now and then. Um, so
0: yeah, Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing how that works out because I'm not as confident in that strategy at the moment, I think. Yeah. Um, What I am confident is holding two (laughs) and uh, some quarry tech. So Lion Weight may have revealed my hand earlier as I mentioned this, but (laughs) I do think this is a very cool card. And uh, I am looking forward to making it work because I think it does work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll also see some Primal Display. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah,
0: and and myriad incantations is just auto score for <laughs> any yeah wizard strategies around. So very cool, very cool. Yeah, well, four out of twelve isn't bad. <laughs> 10, 4 out of ten or ten, yeah, even better. And actually, if you take if you think about it, moment of glory or wasteland isn't that bad either. So yeah, but yeah out four out, out of ten is yeah. still pretty good. I think honestly,
1: yeah, not bad. Um, Okay, I guess we can go to the gambits. I have the first one as Claim to Domination. At the end of the next activation, the player with the highest number of surviving fighters in enemy territory gains the Primacy token. So we've kind of seen this one before on objectives. Uh, Whoever holds the most objectives at the end of activation gets Primacy. This is kind of an aggressive variant.
0: Yeah, I really like this with the Mad Mob. But mm-hmm. but really, it doesn't even have to be the Mad Mob. It's it's any warband that is seeking to be in enemy territory. So whether you're playing Crushes, Crimson Court, any warband that's trying to score clean kills, or sorry, bold deeds, dominant display, show of force, etc., mm-hmm. really like this card. Uh, because this can automatically score you surge of aggression, or, you know, tee you up for uh, awesome predator. Or in the Mad Bob's case... Inspire a fighter, you yeah. know. Then you can and then and activate some of your cards as well. So I think it's a great card. Um, it's another passive way of getting primacy. And w- one really cool thing is that if you know your opponent has proud runner, then you can play this card, and then they can proud runner. And if and even if they have, even if they do the proud runner, if they have less fighters than you do in enemy territory then you just get it right back at the end of the activation. So this is kind of like a foolproof plan against Proud Runner as well, which I like.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because I think Proud Runner is is it Proud Runner a reaction?
0: I forget.
1: Uh, I'd have to check. But I can look that yeah. up. I, I think in general it is pretty solid. I like that if you use it in the um like first activation, <laughs> you can just charge in um and uh basically you just just get
0: it for having one fighter
1: in enemy territory so that's kind of neat um
0: proud runner is not a reaction it says each time this fighter finishes a move action mm, right gain the primacy token but it doesn't yeah. say after the activation so you finish the action yeah you get the you get the, move, you get the primacy token and then I, in theory you know this card which is called claim to domination would steal it right back after
1: that is cool yep yeah. yep yeah, very cool uh, okay well the next one is cunning paths gambit pick one plus one move to friendly fighters in the next activation or in the next activation each time a friendly quarry moves into a hex that contains a feature token flip that feature token
0: interesting it's a very good card <laughs> i think i think i was talking to like Nick um, one of our patrons and good friend of the show and he and i were discussing that pretty sure you can like flip Three or four objectives in the first round. <laughs> given the fact that there are so many flip cards now, oh yeah, you path. take a lot of them. And so, like, you just run in a hex without a poddle, or you can outrun <laughs> death into a hex, and then you flip it. Yeah, and then maybe score some surges or wasteland along the way. But this is this is really good for feed the beast scrape strategy. Um, the interesting thing is that you can flip it back too. So, because it states feature token, doesn't stay objective. Right. So if if someone flips on you, you can flip it back. Maybe stop feed the beast grave or get that you know surge or end face objective scoring that you need.
1: Yeah, I do think that the quarry limitation um, is uh, bad in some cases. Um, like I don't know if Frothgorn wants this one because then he'd have to also be giving his people quarry. Um, but I think that having autopoddle, already have quarry um, does make this pretty good for the uh, skinks. So, yeah, that's interesting. And if, if you had a way to be able to move, uh, like if you had the Grimwatch bats, um, the Harriers uh, as a quarry, you could play this and then move through enemy fighters,
0: any any kind of flying uh, thing,
1: and you could just steal the objectives right from people, which would be yeah, pretty Yeah, that's actually really
0: insane, because then you can, you can yeah. outrun death your bat, who then is now <laughs> movement eight, yeah if he's inspired maybe you can spectral wings on top of it you know get him to 10 but even if you move eight you can move through multiple hexes Mm -hmm. and flip everything at once it's kind of (laughs) silly
1: yeah you could probably do like three at once if they were close enough to where you were
0: when you started yeah that's fun ever wanted to play feed the beast grave Grimwatch. well now you can
1: (laughs) yeah like i don't know I, i don't know if i think this is very good but it's it's an interesting mechanic
0: you know? I think this is yeah. So I will say I th- I do think this is great for Seraphon Starblood Stalkers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, c- it could it could be in that situation. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Fury Barb's. It's a trap. Uh, reaction. Play this after enemy fighters move. Action that fighters attack actions have the Fury characteristic instead of their printed characteristic. This effect persists until the next activation.
0: Uh, what do you think about that? It's interesting. It's like, it's more of like a, um, <clears throat> like a defensive ploy. Yeah. Like I'll maybe take one dice away from your attack type of situation. Right. Um, do I, do I think it's worth a gamut? Probably not. Um, and then also a lot of war bands nowadays have like fury fighters. So often you're not going to be getting much value off of it. I do think like when a runs up with like four, four smash or three smash, playing this doesn't really change the outcome much um it does make the attack less accurate but then at that point the more dice you roll the higher propensity to roll a crit so
1: yeah that's true i think it's a decent um defensive ability i like that it's a reaction so you you know you get to um play it when you are afraid of an attack working and they can't get around it by not attacking or something like that like some of the other um defensive gambits but um and maybe it has a place if you're just looking for reaction cards, but um, that's probably a stretch. So, um, the next one is Heated Instinct. Choose one friendly fighter, push the chosen fighter one hex or up to two hexes if that fighter is a quarry. I like that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of why I'm so high on Lion Weight mm-hmm. because this card is bananas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just having another sidestep in general is good for objective play. Um, and then the synergy with quarry stuff makes this really nice. Gets away from a restless prize. Um, a lot of, a lot of things you can do with this, I think.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And the cool thing is that this is a great aggro card as well. Cause again, it's just another sidestep.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the next one is horrific aspect. It is a spell, uh, goes off on a focus. If cast the next in the next activation, enemy fighters cannot end a move action adjacent to the caster. It's kind of a cool effect.
0: Yeah. So I think this is a really mm-hmm. good card if you're trying to score off stacking objective or upgrades on a fighter. So yeah. you know that like, so nowadays most warbands that are popular are range one. Right. Hmm. Uh, yeah. A lot I of them. I would say a lot of them. Right. So they have to the charge adjacent to you. They can't if you if you play this card. So you can play this in like the final activation of a game. Um, cast this. And your fighter is effectively safe. Whether they're playing Avatar or Lost Pages. Another cool thing is that you can actually delay an attack. Right? Even if you're mm-hmm. not playing those strategies. If you're playing like a wizard, a spellcaster. Um, or you can force a ranged attack. Which might not be something that you opponent maybe wanted to do mm-hmm. so i do like the applications behind this card in terms of its ability to protect your fighter um i do think yeah. it's very niche though
1: yeah it's funny that 75 on a on a focus on
0: a level two wizard is just not not reliable enough <laughs> yeah i guess i didn't even talk about that which yeah i never roll a focus on two die Yeah, it's strange. always roll it on an Empower, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: The next one is Predatory Impulse. Choose one friendly fighter, and the next activation, the fighter has plus one move, and that fighter's range one attack actions have Ensnare. What do you think about that?
0: I don't really care for it. I think (laughs) Outrun Death, Spectral Wings, better.
1: Yeah, I think the only situation where you think about this one is if you're already at five move, and then... You can get to six, and then you also have a snare. So, like, maybe Skaven, maybe Krimatch. Um That's about it,
0: though. That's, that's actually not a bad point. Yeah, it's not fine. a bad point at all. Um.
1: Um, the next one is Primal Power. You can reroll one dice in your Warband's next casting roll. In addition, if you have the Primacy token, roll one extra dice in that roll. This effect persists until your Warband's next attempt to cast a spell. That's
0: pretty good. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting if you, again, are really big on casting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this does work on, I guess, an attack because you're casting a spell. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: If you have Primacy, this is a really good um, way to increase your accuracy on that attack. Um, and it also does make the spell a lot more likely to go off. So um, I just don't know if there's that many magic decks right now. So No. Or if this I would mean, be worth I guess spot,
0: so. the only people I think this is worth is Cursebreaker or Vortimus and maybe even Headcracker because yeah. you can roll like a three focus, one reroll, three damage, Headbutt attack.
1: Yeah, I like it for that. and But I feel like I would also want to have other spells in the deck and I don't know if I need other spells in the deck right now. So,
0: yeah. Interesting. I think uh, the only one maybe worth considering right now is Hunting Bolt. Yeah, because it just deals two damage. Or yeah, and if there's going to be more quarry
1: stuff around, then that's that card just gets better.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of it the actually is the best way to kill Autopodle. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. The most it's the most efficient way to kill Autopodle. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to worry true. about that three dodge.
1: Hmm. yeah it might be a meta call depending on how good the Jarbood uh, Stalkers are. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next one is Savage Contest. <laughs> it says the rules are simple: last fighter standing. Um, reaction, play this after a friendly hunter or quarry successful range one or two attack action. If their target is a hunter or quarry deal one damage to the target.
0: So, so it's essentially like a trap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And it would stack with snare, which is nice. Um,
0: it does snack with stare. That is nice. <laughs> um, come to me, my wild hunt.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I like it. Um, the, the, I guess the biggest, I guess basically you would play this in a warband where you already have hunters, um, Mm -hmm. or maybe a warband where you have hunters and quarry like the Starblood Stalkers or Dread Pageant. Um, and then you would, the problem would be trying to find another hunter or quarry to attack, which I think is a little bit hard. Um, but not undual. It's it's not impossible right now. Yeah. So
0: I mean, lazy answer is that like (laughs) meta dependent for sure. But I think we have hunting season. Um, mm-hmm. This works with Hrothgorn automatically, yeah. which, is, which is really good.
1: Um, yeah. Basically like a double snare on Hrothgorn. That, that actually could be really good.
0: Yeah. Um, but I also think that a lot of the Dire Chasm and B-Scrape stuff have the hunter or court keyword. Yeah. Um, and I then agree. if there is a farless and they hit the strongest warbands... <laughs> Cough, Mala, Crusher Harthcorn, Cough, then we should see less of them in the future. Yeah, that's true. The um
1: It's just probably a question of whether or not you take this and snare and lethal ward. Because we have that one back. So
0: Well, um, I think you do if you take uh, Unexpected Pitfall. Yeah, yeah. It makes that better too. I think you 100 yeah. percent do. Yeah, I like but it. I I think the only deck I'm auto including this in is an aggressive Hrothcorn. I agree. Uh,
1: The next one is suffocating heat. Each time a fighter makes a move action, give that fighter one hunger counter after that action. And then it also gives the effect minus one move from each fighter with one or more hunger counters to a minimum of one, I mean, of zero. uh, Minus one wounds from each fighter with three or more hunger counters to a minimum of one. This effect persists until the end of the round. So that's interesting.
0: This just shuts down Crimson Court?
1: Kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes their bloodthirst a lot worse for that round.
0: You can give them zero Um, move for the round (laughs) and make them all three wounds, I guess. Yeah.
1: Just very situational. And it's not really good for, like, it's not really good against an enemy that doesn't already have hunger counters. Because if the enemy doesn't have any, then they just get one every time they move, but that's it yeah Um, so interesting yeah interesting counterplay to (laughs) vampires i guess
0: yeah i think uh prince duval kind of says it best just how deep do the mountains roots go (laughs) like he's just this this is this definitely just highlights that this isn't this is an anti crimson court card (laughs) Uh, unfortunately as jonathan mentioned hunger is in short supply outside of the warband
1: yeah um the next one is too hungry to care the first fighter to make an attack action in the next activation is considered to have one additional supporting fighter for each of their hunger counters during that attack action. Um, pretty good for vampires, I guess. I think okay. so. I, yeah.
0: I think if you if you bloodthirst, yeah. The interesting yeah. thing is that, like, hunger, which should be an aggressive mechanic, is actually used in their passive strategy. And when they play aggressive, they try to inspire. Yeah. So worst case scenario, because you get the hungers at the beginning of the round, um, you can get a support.
1: Yeah, and the way with the change to supports, um, you know you'll always get that buff. So I think it's okay. Um, like when you if you have a three sword attack, it goes from fifty eight to seventy four with one support and eighty four with two supports. So I think if you have two hunger, this is a great card. Um, if you have one, it's pretty decent. So I I think it's, I think it's something they think about. So that was it for the gambits. Um, did you have a favorite?
0: Uh, probably claim to domination or heated instinct. I think for me,
1: yeah, I think heated instinct is cool one. Um, for me, it might be fury. Barbs, I guess. If I can't pick those two,
0: <laughs> you can pick whatever you want. I guess I did, um, I did cheat by pick, picking two, so I'll just pick Clam to Domination. That's was okay. That? Um,
1: I guess I like Hunger too hungry to care for the vampires too. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and, and I guess we'll, we might see some savage contests. So um,
0: I, I think so. I, I like I like the I like the uh, the gambits in the set. I think you've got one, two, three, four, five six out of ten, which are like I think are yeah worth considering at some point.
1: And I'd probably consider the um predatory impulse for Skaven. Um, it also lets you choose a friendly fighter. Um, mm, very good would, point. which would inspire them, although the way that the inspire FAQ and rules work is that it would inspire them after they make the attack. But you don't usually care about that. So um, might be a alternate to Spectral Wings or something in Skaven. So I
0: think that's um, a very good point. Yeah, so I guess uh, we can go to the upgrades. Right on. Okay, 10 cards left. Amber (laughs) Realmstone. It's a Realmstone. Um, Whatever that is. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. These (laughs) random keywords. This Uh, one is Amber. (laughs) Yes. When this fighter's attack action takes the target out of action, put one Amber counter on this card. The following cumulative effects apply depending on the number of counters on this card. If you have one counter, you get plus two move. If you have two counters, you have one damage, one, one damage to this fighter's plus one damage to this fighter. So great strength. Mm -hmm. If you have three, you lose a wound.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really, I just don't really like this one. Um, (laughs) it's a little slow. Um, you have to get the kill, and then if you get too many kills, it gives you a downside.
0: Um, I still think it's great on Malog.
1: Maybe, yeah. yeah. I just I guess, feel like uh, he'd rather just have the one damage, or he's okay with just having the two move from other cards. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just assuming that like maybe this card is more viable when a far comes out. Like it's not maybe. it's not the go to right now, but. I mean, even Hrothgorn, the plus two move is nice. The damage is nice. And, like, there are so many cards that can, like, with Hrothgorn, you just stick tough and hide on him. You're fine. Um, Maybe, yeah. So, I definitely think it has some play with the big boys.
1: Yeah, they definitely get the most use out of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Next card is Armor of Confidence. It's almost as good as the real thing. Plus one defense if you have the Primacy token.
1: Yeah. um, This is an interesting one. Um, Plus one defense is okay. But I don't like the Primacy token um, condition very much. Uh, Particularly just because even if you're really good at getting Primacy, it's going to go away at the beginning of the round or the end of the round. Um, And then you might just get hit that way. Um, So I, I think you think about it if you're doing a real... Um, primacy build probably with Mad Mob, but uh, I won't be surprised if it uh, doesn't end up making the cut.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I see your point. I do think this is mad on Crushes, Molog, and Rothcorn. Yeah, because there are three warbands that can get primacy often, mm-hmm. and Rothcorn on three block, Molog on two block, <laughs> or any of the Crushes on two block kind of stresses me out a little bit, so that's true yeah I it is um see some of that
1: it is pretty good for them yeah yeah
0: and even tooth Dagger and uh head they can go to three dodge it's yeah. pretty gnarly that's true that's pretty true. gnarly stuff yeah
1: yeah i mean as always mog is going to get the most out of any upgrade <laughs> so yeah
0: yeah that's true next card biting axe very cool card art um melee attack so range one two smash two damage on a critical hit this attack action has plus one damage
1: <laughs> uh yeah I mean this is a decent attack action upgrade um I don't think it's really anything to write home about but <laughs>
0: it's it's not bad so would you take this in like a in a war band, trying to look for weapon caddies like skaven i think I would or are you still sticking with the soul Tooth and amber bone weapons
1: yeah, so I think that's the problem with it is that if you compare this directly to the Soul Tooth Dagger, the Soul Tooth Dagger is just better
0: um, because
1: it hits on the uh, Fury. It's going to crit a little bit more, and it'll just just better. Um, so you'd have to take you'd want to have to take both, and I think there probably would be a situation where the weapon selection is such that um, you'd want to do that, but I don't think that's where we are now right now with the amber bone weapons.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense, I agree Yeah um, The next card is another attack action upgrade It's called Famine's Ferocity mm-hmm. It's range 3 Hits on focus and deals 1 damage You can do an extra damage To this attack action if this fighter has 3 or more Hunger counters <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah Um, I guess you would probably Know more than I do um, Do you think There's any kind of viability with um, like a curse breaker hunter build. And, and even then, I guess they don't really care about this weapon, do they? That's exactly,
0: you. so you're exactly right. I think the only yeah. two warbands that have a, like, have a good chance with hunger right now, and you could maybe do eyes of the nine and loop curse breakers and eyes of the nine in the same bucket is those two. And then crimson court. The challenge yeah. is the crimson court wizards are level one. You can get to level two, I think with blood chalice. Right, which is which is cool, um, and then you can make and then this kind of sees some play, but I th- I think it's suboptimal to include both in your deck. Yeah, um,
1: and this and then is with, basically worse than Breaker and Bordemus's attack anyway. <laughs>
0: correct. So, yeah, so just unfortunately, it's a cool idea, but maybe not worth it yeah. in application. Maybe if it was like range one, two damage or three damage, you know, that would yeah. been cool.
1: If it was already two. And then it went up to three. Then maybe we would be talking about.
0: It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then you could like put this on Stormsire, give him Tempest Might, which would put it at potentially four. Yeah. And then Glory Seeker and Fighter's Ferocity, and you can do like six damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and you could probably do uh, what's that card called? A primal power in there as well. You get <laughs> one re-roll. You roll in four dice. You're yeah. probably gonna you could you could you could one shot. Wrathcord from three hexes away. It's pretty cool yeah. to think about.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a little bit too hard with the way that the uh, hunger counters work right now. So. Correct.
0: Yeah, that was all a, a, a hypothetical with a card that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. We can dream. <laughs> we can indeed. Next card, hunger for success. After each activation in which this fighter made one or more attack actions, give this fighter one hunger counter. Mm-hmm. Reaction. After this fighter's failed attack action, remove three of this fighter's hunger counters. If you do, this fighter makes an attack action. If the attack fails, deal one damage to this fighter.
1: What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think I like this one for... uh, I think you can play it in the Vampires, obviously. Um, I think they're pretty good at it. I also think maybe this is a card that you just throw on Molog or uh, particularly if you like, have other Hunger cards, like Hungry Advance, or you're trying to trigger, like, uh ferocious Resistance and things like that. If this yeah. goes on early, like, you might actually get a couple rerolls, or re- attacks on somebody, which could be pretty good. Um, Like, Hrothgorn, who has his ranged attack, too, so he can just shoot, get a Hunger counter, shoot again, get another one, and then, you know, do all that. After but, a while, he's
0: just getting rerolls. Yeah, eventually, he's gonna get rerolls. Um, yeah, and when Hunter's Talisman comes out, the Propensity to miss is low.
1: Yeah, I think that like right now, there's just so many good upgrades that you know maybe that's not the best option. Um, but it's interesting, um, and I think for vampires, it is. If you're if you're t- t- playing a vampire deck that has a lot of ways to give your own fighters hunger, then you might throw it in and get an extra attack off. But um, I don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't fail. I guess <laughs> do the damage.
0: But yeah, I I like this this card it reminds me of that mad mob card that we talked about Mm -hmm. where you can kind of just get another chance at making an attack action. Um, but again, only for crimson court. Um, yeah, I I think the ideas that you presented are definitely viable and they work, but maybe ultimately not efficient (laughs) in deck building because this is just crimson court. Mostly are aggressive. And getting the reroll of that attack can make or break your game sometimes. So, um, yeah. And I don't think they mind taking one damage because they're at four.
1: Yeah, probably not. I mean, if it's 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 worth a risk, I think to make an attack again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at with it. So, um, again, vampires faction kit is like 50 cards now. <laughs> um, yeah. Next card is Hunger Siphon. At the beginning of each round, give this fighter one hunger counter. When this fighter is activated, pick one. Remove one hunger counter from each adjacent fighter, then give an equal number of hunger counters to this fighter. Or remove all of this fighter's hunger counters and give an equal number of hunger counters to one adjacent fighter. So, essentially, to, in layman's terms, every time you activate, you get a hunger counter, or you can remove a hunger counter um, from each adjacent fighter, and then transfer them to you or you can take them off yourself and transfer them to a different adjacent fighter yeah um, and you also get a hunger counter at the beginning of every round as well
1: yeah it's also it's i uh, it's not really clear if you have the option to do this or not it looks like you may have to pick one um i don't know yeah, what you do if you don't have an adjacent, player, then it just or learn, an adjacent player that is the fighter i guess it just does nothing um there's no eligible target yeah. Uh, I just can't think of too many situations where I want this effect. Um, and I think there are better ways to get hunger given to your fighters. So, um, but it's an interesting effect there. Yeah. I guess you'd have to be doing some kind of build where you really want to consolidate um, hunger on one specific fighter.
0: So, well, so I think the Crimson Court do that because um, they have that passive build where, where we've been referring to. And yeah. I think there is a two glory and phase card that um, like rewards you, I think for having like ten hunger on friendly fighters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But th- this doesn't really help with that other than c- to consolidate. So,
0: I don't know. I mean, it's... Well, you're a, getting an extra one every round, right? Oh, that's so in, in theory, yeah, you yeah. get three more in the game.
1: Yeah. And you can do the other card where every time you gain one, you gain two. And then I guess if you grabbed... Two, you would gain four or whatever. So I mean, yeah. There's, there's probably something. There's probably exactly. some use for it. It's just super niche and only for Crimson Court.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, because you will, you would only get. You couldn't really use this in the first round, right? So, if you get the what's that Crimson Court card where you, it's like Anias like eating a like a bunch of meat, <laughs> um, whatever the, whatever the name of that card is, it um,
1: the one that gives you extra hunger
0: yeah the one every time you gain one, you gain additional so over the course of just two rounds you can get eight extra glory yeah or extra extra hunger excuse me yeah which Glenn is insane gore I think it's called yeah yeah, yeah I would just I literally just I went to paththeglorypodcast.com and found it <laughs> um but yes so I think it's pretty pretty gnarly for the uh oh and actually it hunger. says
1: that many plus one so I think you may still only get one extra but you get one at the beginning and then you get one extra. Anytime you gain some. So I think that's still pretty good.
0: And this fighter's given one of our hunger counters. So yeah, every time you get one, you get you get two because of this yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. So you'd, get, you'd get four, right? And then you get four again in this third round. Well,
1: well, no, I think like if you gained three, you would just gain one extra one.
0: Right, but you gain one from your ability. Right. And then you would gain one that's... from the card. Yeah. So then that would be four.
1: Right, but you could also gain more than... What I was saying is you can gain more than one from the card because if you're adjacent to two different fighters, you can get one from each. And originally I I was thinking that you get two extra, but it would just be one extra. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to see if somebody can uh, (laughs) make
0: a a deck where this this is useful. I mean, I've seen some lists floating around and... Yeah. It is concerning. (laughs) But I mean, it's a high-risk, high-reward play, right? Like, So... Yeah.
1: And I don't know if people really have that much trouble getting to 10 right now anyway, so I guess it's just yeah. a question of if it's worth a slot.
0: How quickly they can do it. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, well, uh, last four cards here. Savage Agility is the next one. Yeah. This fighter is a hunter. Reaction after a failed one. Range one or range two attack action that targets this fighter. Deal one damage to the attacker.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. i I don't know. I don't think this is a great card. Um, I think you put this on someone and then they just kind of get ignored, um, which I guess can be useful. But And also if they really need to die, then the opponent will just attack you anyway. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a little too situational, but it's a interesting uh, effect.
0: It is interesting. I think you can stick this on like a, obviously Hothgorn or because sometimes you will miss. Yeah, And then it just punishes you even more for going after them, which sucks. But I think you could take like sticking this on autopoddle. Right. Is interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. You can stick this on like a ripa maybe. uh, Yeah. To make it even less likely to take him out. Um, The cool thing is it makes you a hunter. So like you can stick this on like the briar queen or someone else as well. So lots of, uh, lots of opportunity but you're probably right in that it doesn't make the top 10 if you're playing with 10 cards, which you should be.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. That, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. Silent Sword is a, a, a Silent Relic. So this mm-hmm. fighter is a quarry. Range 1, 3, smash 2 damage. So pretty good attack profile. Yeah. If this fighter is a quarry, which they will be if they have this card, and <laughs> in no one's territory... It does plus one damage to this attack action, so you can do three damage, which three smash, three damage is really nice. This attack action has ensnare if snare if this fighter has two or more Silent Relics. The only Silent Relic that we've seen is the Silent Helm, um, which is pretty neat as well. But this card alone as a weapon is great. And if you are careful with your positioning, it can be insane.
1: Yeah, I
0: agree very cool card soul tooth net this fighter is a hunter range two, three fury one damage if this attack action succeeds give the target one charge token you can reroll one dice in the attack roll if the target has one or more move and or charge tokens after making this attack action discard this card you get one <laughs> shot and slap a charge token on somebody what do you think yeah i mean the interesting thing is we already have this card <laughs> in barblade and net Mm -hmm. um now does barblade and net only work on successful attack action
1: um yes but but the difference is that barblade and net can only be applied to a hunter whereas this can be applied to anyone and then makes you a hunter so that's true it's even better um but the warbands that have already been taking the net maybe they take both now um which is pretty interesting against warbands like Molog or Crush Us, um, something like that. I mean, I think a good Soultooth or in this case, Soultooth net, hitting once um, might win you a game. I mean, I think it, it's won me games before um, with the other one. So having two of them is just another chance to lock up an important fighter. So
0: I think it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, if you can shut down like a crothgorn like two activation or two rounds in a row (laughs) yeah you just win the game
1: i know that would be infuriating silly
0: (laughs) and then you can take energy drain as well which that card has won me tournaments and uh yeah you can you can do some serious fun so i think this is a good card um i i do feel like the one and done um is concerning yeah i mean three fury is pretty accurate and I guess if you really want to, you can, like, throw a victimize with it as well or something.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I've found that, like, when you need this card to work, if it does, like, it's it's totally worth it. Um, yeah. And then a lot of the time, because it's range 2, you can also be charging onto an objective or something like that. Um, you know, so I, I think it works best in the larger warbands that are trying to hold objectives and, um, you know, may not have great attacks anyway. So,
0: yeah, it's uh, interesting.
1: I, I think this will have a little bit of an impact. And even if people don't double up, because um, maybe there's not room in the upgrades, now this is a card that anyone can take. Um, so I think we're going to see this a lot, a lot more than we were already seeing the Barblade.
0: Yeah. Because it's open to, no, uh, it's not restricted to hunters, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's a good card and uh, can be really powerful. So last card here <laughs> Spike Glass. This is how. Uh I feel bad for that's how he feels every time he looks in the mirror. <laughs> it just breaks. Um I wouldn't
1: have thought you could see him in a mirror. I thought that was the vampire thing. But
0: I don't know if it's Warhammer vampires though. Mm. You know? I guess their mirrors are extra mirrory. Well, they're full of spite apparently. This one is, yeah. That's true. Uh, reaction. <laughs> After an act, attack action that targets this fighter, pick one of the attacker's upgrades. Discard that card and this card.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I like this one. Uh, I, I like the design of it. I I, um, I guess you could take it on a big fighter that you know is going to take a bunch of hits and not die. Uh, I guess the problem with it is that the opponent you know, has to kind of go into it. But uh, you may sort of be able to control that if it's the fire that's obviously going to be the target. Uh, I can't imagine it makes the cut uh, right now, but it's a, it's a cool card.
0: Yeah, something to consider in the future with a different set of card pool, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't think it's it definitely makes you think, which I think is important. But ultimately, like, I think the Harrows have a card that does it better. Like, they have a of yeah. that, like, if they're making it, they can just break one of your cards and they don't even take it.
1: Yeah, I think it's an um, upgrade that gives them an action that'll let them break a card. Yeah. I've yeah. tried it before, but it just never comes out when I need it, so.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, like, I like the idea of being able to break upgrades, especially your opponent's upgrades. Yeah. But in application, I'm not sure if this is that efficient, which yeah. is probably a good thing.
1: yeah maybe i think there's a better um gambit if you really want to do this kind of thing i know Grimwatch have a faction one and then there's a universal that if a friendly fighter dies you can um, destroy an upgrade on an enemy fighter within a few hexes Mm -hmm. Um, i think that was a arena mortis card um so i think i prefer those but uh it's an interesting option to have it'd be funny to just take a deck with all of these cards and see how good that is but probably not very good yeah
0: you could (laughs) shut your fighter down shut yep. your opponent's spider down well yeah that's interesting okay well that does it for the upgrades here yeah um i think some cool tools um some cool hunger stuff yeah um we got some realm stones too at least <laughs> one of them what do you think
1: um yeah i think my favorite is probably the silent sword um it's just yeah. better than sword breaker which is already a fine card uh, makes you worry which can be good and uh, if you happen to be able to get into no one's territory, then that's really good too. We don't have three relics yet, so I guess we'll have to see on the uh, <laughs> the snare bonus. But yeah, um, or actually, so we have we have enough for the two. We don't have the three we need for the crown to activate. So I guess people have been taking the crown. I think or the helm. The helm, yeah, the helm. People have been taking the helm already, and that one th- needs three to do its bonus. So um, I guess maybe you take both of them. I don't know, but to me, that's clearly the best upgrade. I'm not real in that in the net, I guess,
0: but yeah, I like armor of confidence and I think I like hunger for success. I think those are pretty cool. They both have to do with seasonal mechanics, primacy and hunger, but I think if you're tapping into one of them, yeah, uh, or maybe in crimson courses courts Quartz case, both of them, um, you can reap some advantages. So I really, really like that, I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Well, overall, um, 30 cards, some really good ones in here, some okay ones, and some ones that require a little bit of extra <laughs> thought. But uh, I think overall, um, similar concept to the actual faction cards from Headcracker's Mad Mob is that all these cards are playable, except yeah. maybe for Famine's Ferocity. Um, aside from that, um, I think there's good value here. This is great for Vanguard, some really cool Vanguard cards. And, uh, hopefully whenever we get a far list, you'll see the stock in a lot of these cards rise as well. So that's the yeah. important thing about the game is as the game is releasing through an expansion through a season, um, as we add more cards, it's important to restrict cards as well. So
1: Um, yeah I think so we actually did have a a Patreon question that's along these lines as well from Compaq Um, says after seeing the cards do you think the meta is going to shift significantly or do we need to wait for a
0: farm I don't think the meta is going to shift that much because the rich just get richer (laughs) and while like the mid tier warbands do get richer they're not as rich as the rich and then I think the warbands that are struggling continue to struggle so pretty yeah. much capitalism. <laughs> sure.
1: Sure. I, and I think it's also important to note that the release schedule this time is very different where we're getting like one release and then we're getting another release, but it's one more band at a time instead of two. So each each change should be a little bit smaller. Um, yeah, I do think that the quarry objective holding strategy got a lot better. I think that's probably the biggest change um, over this release is the... We got the silent sword, which has, you know, is an important quarry upgrade, I think. And then, um, the objective that you like the lion weight. So I think that strategy got notably better, but everything else is probably just like side grades or, um, the occasional, you know, uh, occasional upgrade.
0: Yeah. Again. Yeah. I think you're right. I think. We need a far list, otherwise some of these (laughs) cards won't see the light of day. Um, Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Regardless, um, that pretty much concludes the review. Uh, Big shout out to Games Workshop for sending us preview copies. Um, Unfortunately, while we can't talk about the physical contents in the set, (laughs) uh, Warhammer community did spoil all these cards, um, or preview them rather, on their website. So we are able to talk about public information there. So I think that covers it for... For me, anything else you want to add before you wrap it off, Jonathan?
1: Um, No, I think that is going to be it. Thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Um, As always, uh, thank you to our patrons. If you'd like to join our current patrons, you can do so at patreon.com slash path to glory. You can find all of our blog content at path to glory podcast.com. If you have any feedback, questions or comments, let us know at on Facebook, Twitter or Discord at Path to Glory Podcast. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen. And as always, thanks for listening and we wish you the best of luck on your path to glory.
0: So, if the sword is silent, <laughs> does it make noise when you kill someone?
1: They probably make noise, but I it's probably silent.
0: So what if you have like a silent shield? Does like when stuff hits it, does it just <laughs> not make noise?
1: I'm going to go with yes. It's very quiet. You hit a silent sword with a silent shield and it's, there's no sound.
0: But what if you have the silent shield and they have like a regular sword? Is there sound?
1: There's half of a sound.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: The sword makes a sound, maybe. It goes, whar. But the shield,
0: oh, shield, I guess what you're saying is the sword will continue to make the noises. Like a yeah. vibr. okay. I see you what's your physics degree okay
1: i have a a silent relics physics degree in in silentology (laughs) oh you
0: have a degree in silentology (laughs) wow all right for those of you missing the puns boom baby